give you glory and praise. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Welcome to service. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How many of you still love the Lord in this place? Hallelujah. Yeah, you must love the Lord. There is nothing, nothing that can be compared to the love of God. Nothing. Amen. Praise God. Well, we're going to pray tonight. And um, I just want to charge our hearts with a few thoughts from the Word of God. And then um, we will pray. Well, I'm just doing a short teaching on purposeful living, purposeful singlehood and marriage. Purposeful singlehood and marriage. We're going to pray for single people and married people today. Oh, no amen. Are you... I mean, come on. As I said that, some single people should start getting excited. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Don't get so excited because uh, some of the things I might say might not make you excited. Hallelujah. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 4. Jeremiah 1 and verse 4. We're going to deal with purposeful singlehood and marriage. Um, you've heard me many times saying that God is the most purposeful being ever. There is nothing God does without a purpose. Say amen. Nothing. Somebody say nothing. There is nothing that God does that has no purpose. Everything God does is intentional and is purposeful. Say amen to that. All right, Jeremiah chapter 1 and verses 4. It says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, what happened? I knew thee. And before thou camest out of the womb, what did I do? I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee, what? A prophet unto the nations. Somebody say, Purpose. Somebody shout purpose. Now I'm going to start with single people. You know, there is many people that think that being single is wrong. It is not true. Don't let the devil lie to you. You can fulfill your destiny being single. Okay, well, no amen. You don't want to say amen tonight. Apostle, but you are not fair. I want to be married. We will get to you. But I want to tell people who have made up their mind that, listen, uh, this marriage thing is not for me. And there are people like that, and they have received grace from God to stay like that. Because they've tried marriage, and it didn't work for them. Oh, you guys, are you all going to say amen to me tonight? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't want you to get to a point where you are frustrated because you are not married. Listen to me. You, before you even ever think of getting married, you have to be whole as a person. You have to be complete. The Bible says you are complete in him who is the head of all principalities. You are complete in Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, you are complete in Christ. All right. So, um, don't you ever feel that there is a, 
there's a, something wrong with me. That, that's why I'm not married, both as a man and as a woman. No, there is nothing wrong with you. If you are not feeling it, stay single. In fact, it is better to be single. There's a, a which try 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 first Corinthians try first Corinthians 730. Uh, you, you, you guys are I see you don't like me tonight. Try try first Corinthians 730. Mm. Let's see. Next verse. Maybe try second Corinthians. Go go to next verse. Let me see. Oh, yeah, that's where I'm going. I would have you without carefulness that he that is unmarried, what happens? He cared for the things that belong to the Lord. How he will what? Please the Lord. It is... Look, can I be real tonight? Will you guys allow me to be real? It is better to be unmarried. In fact, let me put it this way. It is better to be unmarried than marry the wrong person. Okay, maybe let me begin my journey from there. You know, church, every time we come to church, you know, we believe God for marriage. We write prayer requests. You know, some people right now, I said, write 10 prayer requests. Is it 12 or 10? From 1 to 12 is Lord a husband, Lord a wife. I'm telling you. But the truth is, let, let me start. Let me just start my message. You know, we are a balanced church. I believe that for any balanced church, everything is important. If you go to a church, I've told you here, if you go to a church where there is no salvation, altar call, people are not brought to the Lord, run away from that church. Pastors will preach and not make altar call. Run. What do you do? Run. Run. The second thing that must happen in every true and living church is that there must be transformation. People should come in dirty and live clean. People should come transformed, renewed. I used to be, but now I'm different. Can I hear an amen? You, you, you must be transformed. He said that you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. There must be some form of transformation. And I also believe that in every church, there should be marriages. People should be getting married. Say Amen. If you go to a church where nobody is getting married, something is wrong. Say amen. It's okay. It's the will of God. People should be getting married. married. And then the other thing that must happen in every church is that you must grow spiritually and physically. Can I hear an amen? You must grow spiritually and physically. When I hear my sons and daughters now stand on the altar and preach, I, man, I, it shows growth spiritually. When I hear them dissect the word of God, it shows what? Growth. And then you must also grow physically. You can't be in the same salary you were 15 years ago and now, and you are in this church. Something is wrong. Something is definitely wrong. You should grow as well physically. You should own more properties. Own more lands. Run, your business should have multiplied. Your finances should have multiplied. Am I talking to somebody? Some people who came here broke. Right now, when they come to me and they say, Daddy, here is a portion of offering. You're wondering. It was not long ago. 
that this person was on the floor. And then they hand you over the kind of offering that is unbelievable. Why? Because they've grown finance. So these are the things that must happen in a church. That's why if these things are not happening in your life, then you need to then find out what is the purpose for your life. Because I believe somewhere along the line, purpose has been missed. Please, I beg you. Please pay me attention tonight. Um, I, I'm going to come very strong and very hard as a father. Because I, I, I know so many of us, the older ones, have missed it somewhere. But I would not want your children to miss it. And your children will not miss it. The first thing I want to say is that for every person that is single here, um, the fact that you are probably 30, 40, 50 does not mean you are ready for marriage. Okay, only two amens by two sisters. All right. Okay. It does not mean you are ready for what? For marriage. You have to be ready for marriage. You have to be ready. In fact, can I even go a step further? There are people married for five years and are not ready for marriage. There are people in married 30 years, they are not ready. I'm telling you. Recently, I met an elderly couple that got just, they were getting divorced. And I mean, these people are in their 70s. 70, somebody say 70s. Why are you getting divorced at this age? How? Like, what happened? What is it that, I mean, okay, even if you don't like each other at all, you hate each other, you could have at least just waited to die. Die in the marriage. Say amen, somebody. Just die there. <laughs> Father, I won't divorce. Kill me inside this marriage. <laughs> I mean, you're divorcing at 75. Abba, to do what? Amen, somebody. Not everybody is ready for marriage. And I keep saying this thing and you people think, ah, Apostle, you don't understand. I'm matured. My body is crying out. My friend, that does not mean you are ready. Let me tell you why. Okay, number one. The first thing as a single person that you must do before you think of marriage is that have you discovered your purpose? You see, I'm going to talk to you as one who just got married. I have 22 years experience and I'm starting all over again. And I'm, I, I, have, I have experience now on two levels. Amen, somebody. You must discover your what? Your purpose. Your purpose. There are many married couples today who did not marry into purpose. And the marriage is a struggle. You know, the Bible says what God has joined together. Is it what Apostle Felix has joined? What who has joined? What God has joined. There are marriages that were not joined by God. Because, you see, it is so difficult to marry someone that is not aligned to your purpose. I'm it is extremely difficult. And that is the struggle of many marriages. Is the fact that they have not found their purpose. It would be crazy now for me to go and marry an actress. Somebody that is acting in Isidingo. 
or generations. We, our, there is no purpose to that marriage. In fact, in fact, let me talk to single sisters. Before you say, in fact, when a man says hello to you and he says, I would like marriage, ask him, what is the purpose of our marriage? That's the first question. Not he's cute, he has broad shoulder, he's going to the gym, he has bicep, he has two pack or six pack. You are crazy. What? Six pack. What are you going to do with six pack in marriage? Do you know what it takes to maintain six pack? Look at, I have, been, I have registered in Virgin since one year and six months. I am owing them 4,006. I have not attended. I don't know if it's the fear of iron. I don't know what it's afraid. I have not, my wife told, just last week, he says somebody made a promise in December that come hell or high waters, this year we'll be in the gym. In January. I even was bragging. I forgot there was fasting. You won't find me in the gym while I'm fasting. The devil is a liar. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know what it takes to maintain this pack? There is no serious man except he's an entertainer. He's in the entertainment music. You go and marry David or what? What? what are all the people in the entertainment industry. That's what they do. They entertain people, both with their body naked and everything. But if you want a serious man that goes to work at six in the morning, comes back at five to have six pack. Go and ask the King Francis. <laughs> or ask Pastor Benji. Just, just go and interview them after service. I'm <laughs> Are you serious? The King Francis said the six pack is inside him. That is a lazy man's talk. <laughs> uh, listen, church, find your purpose. He said to Jeremiah, before I formed thee in your mother's womb, I knew thee. Before you came out, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet. You see, church, I know we come here with pour oil on people and say we ordain them pastors. We are not the ones that ordain. If God does not ordain you first, no matter how much oil they pour on you, you are not ordained. Say, oh, Jesus. It is God that first does the ordination. Say, amen. I've seen pastors who they empty the whole bottle of olive oil, frustrated in life in ministry. Because that is not the ordination. Because many people in every area, listen, you, you know, church, Purpose is so powerful. Purpose is so powerful. Discover your purpose. Know where you are going so that when somebody comes into your life, you, two of you are now yoked together to pursue that purpose. You know the Bible says, be not unequally what? Yoked. Somebody say yoke. With an unbeliever. Do you know what a yoke is? Can I explain to you? Okay. How many of you know in those years they used to have chariots that they link together so they will get two animals, uh, horses or uh, what's the other one they use? Cows and donkeys. And then they will yoke them together. So what they do is that the yoke is a rope they tie around the neck, goes around the shoulders and then link it to another one. 
And then when they link it so they can link four horses together. And then they put a, a load behind them. So the purpose is we are yoked together. We must go the same direction for us to be able to carry this load. Hello, church. So now, church, if you go and be yoked to somebody and the idea is that God has a purpose two of you are supposed to carry behind you and the person you are yoked to is going and not. That's why God said, don't marry an unbeliever. Don't yoke up with them because you see, he's going to go a different direction. You're going to go a different direction and you will never fulfill purpose. It's important. Don't be yoked with an... Some of you are right now in this church, I know ladies here who are dating unbelievers. Their boyfriends are not coming to church. They are they in the nightclub on Sunday when you are here. And you are comfortable. That is an error. Any unbeliever that say hello, say go to hell, and repent or go to hell. What did I say? Repent or what? I don't care how cute he is. I don't care how men forget those things. Those things will fade away in marriage. I'm telling you, you can be married to the prettiest woman. If, she, if what is up here is not as pretty as the body, you will, the way you will chase her out of your house. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And it's... it's, it's it is, it is so, so dangerous to be so pretty and you have nothing to give. Now, that's, I mean, I would expect because you are pretty, every other thing should be complete. But there's so many pretty girls who doesn't have brain. Not one single thing on their head. Have nothing to offer. And let me tell you, church, you see, especially you as a woman, if you come into a man's life, after you, are, you guys have laid for a week, two weeks, all the excitement is gone. It is now what you have to offer. It is what you have to what? To offer. That is what we keep him there. I'm telling you. That's why people divorce pretty women and go marry helpers. Marry, I'm believe me. So it's important even you as a woman to start building yourself today. Before you marry a man, you know his purpose. Then you know what you're coming into his life to do. When I made a call about this, my precious, beautiful wife, to that lady and said, listen, you put there Pastor B. Who is she? Say, Pastor's a branch of Christ Embassy in Kyasen. It's okay. At least we are going where? Same direction. Somebody say same direction. We met, I spoke, the Holy Ghost, as soon, the day we sat down in the restaurant, as she sat down, I heard the voice of the Holy Ghost, this is your wife. Because you see, prior to that, I had prayed a prayer, I think a month or two before, that Lord, I do not want to look for a wife anymore. I don't. I made a vow, I said to God, I will not look for a wife anymore. I'm going to wait for you to give me somebody. And I meant it. I was not agitated. After I prayed that prayer, I, I was at rest. Lord, show me who my wife is. 
That's it. You see, sometimes God only answers you when you are at rest. All this, God, you can hear, see my age, oh, my biological clock is, uh, is, is ringing so fast. God is not worried about biology. He doesn't operate by a thousand years is as a day before God. A day is as a thousand years. So if you are worried about biological, it doesn't bother God. He doesn't understand that your biological thing. His main issue is purpose. Purpose. Are you ready for the man that I have prepared for you? Are you ready for him? Are you prepared? I'm telling you now, I know that many people that are even 10 years married are not ready for marriage. Hence, you see all the, I'm coming for counseling. Daddy, this thing is not working. Listen, I've been married now for, I mean, this is three months now. I have not one day said I need counseling. She has not said one day she needs counseling. For what? For what? There is no need for that. She has, you know, she has been properly prepared by God to handle me. Listen, I will do, you know, forget this handsome dude you are seeing here. If you, the things I will do to you, you will run. I rebuke. <laughs> this truth needs to be arrested. I tell you. <laughs> Amen. It's not an easy thing to marry somebody like, I mean, only first week or second week she moved into my house. She said to me, you know, Ada, you know, people are desiring you. He said, man, to be married to someone like you, it's, a, it's a hectic. My life is busy. When she met me and saw how busy I was, I mean, she was, she used to work for an IT company, earning loaded salary. I mean, salary that if some of you touch it, your destiny has changed forever. Earning what some people are earning in one year, in a month. When she, she knew that her purpose, I, they, they, me and this man, we are yoked together to one direction. Staying in that job will not assist. She resigned. I didn't tell, I never said to her once, leave your job. No. Not once did I, I say, you please leave your job so we can pursue ministry. No. Because she was prepared for me. If I married somebody I was, that was not prepared for me, you'll be telling me, how can I resign my job for you? First, sit down. How much will you pay me? What will, you, what will I get if, you, if I resign? No, no, there was nothing. She just knew this is my purpose. And if I marry this man, I leave my job for the sake of the ministry of this man. God will take care of me. Not even the man. You must be ready. Find purpose. Please, listen. I, I'm talking this now, and it sounds, find your purpose. When you both sit down, what is our purpose? What is our purpose? I met her, I told her, I'm a traveling apostle. I'm all over the world. I'm here and there. So she considered that. If I'm going to have to travel with this man, should I still keep this job? Because I need to go with him. He, she's my helper. Amen. Because there are churches now that are crazy. Somebody invited me to Angola to preach. 
I got there, it was six women that came to receive me. When you see their dressing, hot mini skirt, all of their breast was outside. Six women. Now, listen to this. When I got the invitation, they had bought my ticket, bought business class ticket. And then when I now said to the man that I travel with my wife, he said, okay, let me try and book mama's ticket. He came back to me, he said, the flights are full. I, Felix Ngozi Oko, called SAA. They said there was seat. I bought my late wife's ticket. We entered the flight. As we got there, it was six women that came to receive me. Six women. I said, what kind of church is this that doesn't have male protocol? I mean, a church that has only women protocol, there is a challenge. Major challenge. So, anyhow, we came out. They picked up my bag. They saw I was walking with a woman. They left her to carry her bag. I then now carried mama's bag. I, I took her bag. They refused to carry her bag. We entered the car. They drove us to the hotel. As soon as we got into the room, she said to me, so if I was not here, it is these women that will be serving you. You see, marry for purpose. She understood this. I haven't told her all the story. She understood it and said, I must be with this man. Purpose. Somebody say purpose. Purpose. Find out your purpose. Find out your purpose. This is so critical. I'm telling you the reason why there are many divorces today is because first and foremost, we didn't discover purpose. We married and finally found our purpose. And that's why God said don't marry an unbeliever because he can't find his purpose as an unbeliever. You only find your purpose in Christ. Hello. You, only, you can only discover your purpose where? In Christ. So he said don't dabble with them because you're going to end up in pain. In serious pain. Don't manage it. Don't try to say, I will get them saved. I will get him saved. I will get her saved. You will not be able to cope. Discover purpose. It's part of the things we are going to pray tonight. That God will show you your purpose. As a single woman. As a single man. Show me why I'm here. The moment you discover it. You discover it. Life becomes easier. So when you're marrying, you're married for your purpose. Because the reason for marriage is not for children. Okay, let me talk to this side. The reason for marriage is not to sleep with. It is for purpose. It is for purpose. God is after the assignment he gave you to why you came here on this earth. That's what God is after. If children is addition. That's why, let me talk to those who, if you are in a marriage and there is no child, God saw, he is seeing he can give you a child now. He, the reason you have no child is for a purpose. Today, so many men, when their wife don't have a child, they start going to have girlfriend. Nonsense. You, are not, you don't have brain. You are not spiritual. Amen, somebody? Because marriage was not designed just for children. No, it is for the purpose and assignment of your life. What is your assignment? What is your purpose? Why am I here? Why are we together? 
what are we pursuing? What does what does what did God ordain for us to to achieve on earth? Church, do you know that whatever God sent you here to do, nobody else can do it. Hello, nobody else can do it. There is no two Apostle Felix. No, there is no two Apostle Felix. We pray, finished praying overnight prayer on was it Friday night. Two pastors called me. He said, ah, we heard the things you said about president, about parliament. He said, pull that down before they get you arrested. I said, me. I got a call. He said, pull that down. People are talking. But how can you be talking to president like that? I said, he needs to be saved. What am I saying? He needs salvation badly, dangerously and brutally. Presidents go to hell. Don't you know that? Oh, you think position will take you to heaven? No. Except you are born again. And the last time I checked, there was, he was in the mosque bowing his head. And something is wrong with that. Something is brutally wrong with that. A, a child of God cannot go to a mosque and bow down to something else. No, no, no. No, no, purpose, purpose. When you, and that's the reason why they are leading the way they are leading, because they don't even know the purpose why they are presidents and why they are vice presidents, why they are in the parliament. If they know their purpose in the parliament, they won't be behaving like children. Get their parliament to wrestling match. You can't even wait for somebody to finish talking before you raise your hand. You are not, you don't have temperance. Allow people to express, even if they're talking nonsense, wait for them to finish. Every point of order, point of correction, point of this, point of... I mean, no maturity. And they are the ones leading us. That's why we have chaos in the nation. Until they understand the reason they are the church. You see, this issue of purpose is critical. Hey, purpose will order your life. Purpose will tame you. There are places I can't go now, not because I don't want to. I can't go because of purpose. I can't. I can't. Purpose will order your life. All right. Purpose. If they know the reason why they are there as leaders, I'm telling you, this nation will be a totally different nation from what it is today. But because they don't know they are, they think they are there to make money for themselves. Many of the politicians. When they say vote for me, I will do this for you. Uh, listen, let's be honest. How many politicians has kept their word that you know? None. I am telling you, if they are here, I will say the same thing. They never keep their word. I will do this, I will do, and not just one person, all of them. They never keep their word. Never. Never. Look at the whole Nigeria. With the suffering in Nigeria today, some people are still following Ahmed Tinumbu and Atiku. These are people who have been in government, watch Nigeria scatter to where it is today. And some idiots in Nigeria, people who don't have sense, are still following them and want to vote for them. Beloved, let me tell let me, Nigerians, let me talk to you as, a, as I say Nigerian, your brother. If Tinumbu and what's his name, Atiku, takes over Nigeria from this February, you guys are finished. Thank God I'm not there. 
I'm telling you now. It's a serious matter. It's a very serious matter. God has raised Peter Obi as a... Nigeria does not need a president right now. They, where Nigeria is, they don't need a... They need a savior. They need somebody sent by God. I'm telling you. And South Africa is getting there. A time is coming when this nation will need a savior, not a president. And if you keep electing presidents, you will be in a major trouble. Major crisis. That's the truth. And I will say, if I'm given an opportunity to go to parliament to talk, I will repeat the same thing. Believe me. Without fear or anything. It's just people like me who won't find out. God, only God can take me there. But they need a hard talk. Hard talk. Purpose. When you know your purpose, I mean, I'm the senior pastor of this church. Everything rises and falls on my head. If this church fails, it cannot be because of deacons. It cannot be because of pastors. Because of who? Me. So what do I do? I'm responsible to do my assignment. Wake up in the morning, pray for you. Pray for the ministry. Pray for my family. And then I'm responsible to come here, teach you the word of God. Make sure that you receive the engrafted word of God so that you'll be transformed and renewed in your mind. I'm responsible to care and love you and be there for you. Say amen, somebody. Church, it, it doesn't take rocket science. You are here because you know you have a man of God that cares for you. I'm telling you, I'm not a hireling. I mean, today we have men of God doing all kinds of craziness. Somebody feeding people grass. That's a demon. He's not a man of God. You can't, they, they, it, it is not possible for God to demand a human being to eat raw grass. No, not Jesus, I said. At least I've seen Jesus. I've seen him. I know the one I saw. He's not the Jesus of many of these prophets. Make you eat grass. Somebody drink petrol. Another one. And all these people have names they call themselves Major 27, Major 15. They, they have all kinds of funny names. Forensic prophet. Where did you get that in the Bible? Forensic. My friend, if you want to be a security agent, go and be a, There is nothing like forensic prophet. Am I talking to somebody? Falsehood on the altar. My friend, you don't need to call yourself a name. Beloved, if you are a prophet, in fact, in those years, prophet, they don't even come out. Today, there are more prophets on social media than prophets are not on social media. They sit down somewhere on the mountains to get the mind of Jehovah. When they show up, you know we have heard God. But what are they doing? Somebody will wake up and start walking in the air and calls himself a prophet kind of nonsense we have today. Young people who don't have sense. Not ready for ministry. They are not, many of them were not ready for ministry. When you are ready, there is a way to behave. There is a way to behave. There is a way. There are things I can't do today. Organizing wheelchair, organizing miracle. The other day, somebody organized casket, organized body, raised, trying to raise... I mean, went viral all over the world, messing up the name of Christianity. That's not Jesus. No, it's not. It's not. 
When are all these things going to stop? No purpose. Beloved, God is a purposeful God. Please find your purpose. I beg you, whatever you do, find, discover why you are here. You are not here to sell tomatoes. You are not here to work for Absa. You are not here to work for NetBank. You are, that's not why you are here. Find why you are here. That is your job, but that's not your purpose. Discover your purpose. The day you find it, you will know. You will know. You will know. Paul said, when I received the heavenly vision, I conferred not with flesh and blood. I did not begin to ask man, what do you think? No. There are things you don't ask man. Once you know what God says you, sh you, you should do, you don't need to ask man. Today we have crazy human beings on the altar with no purpose. They are not called. They, some of them are called, but have, God has left them. And South Africa literally had become a dumping ground for many of these people. There is one they call, uh, is it, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Sia. Is it Sia one? Andrew. Came to my office one day and he says, listen, let me, if I, I'm going to get you into something and you will see how your church, I looked at this boy. At my age, you are in your 30s, I'm in my 50s. You are coming to come to convince me to go and get into something. Man. And many of you are following them on social media. No, these people, they are hirelings. Hirelings. Church, it's fine purpose, oh, fine purpose. When you discover your purpose, some of these things, you will not be involved in them. There are things I can't do now. I don't know what. No, I can't. The last thing I would want to come here now is manipulate money out of you. For what? To what purpose? To what end? How much food will I eat? My desire is to fulfill my call and go to heaven. And then make sure that I raise sons and daughters who will carry on with my legacy while I'm gone. And I would be, I would, one of the days I love to sit in heaven and watch this church flourishing. That the person that takes over from me takes it from where it is and makes it a stadium. Buys up the whole street. Build all kinds of things. That's my That's my dream. That's my desire. This thing is not a making money thing. Pastors are entering ministry to hustle. It's hustling. In ministry, you will struggle for life. Discover purpose. Every single person here, find your purpose. Because when you discover it and you begin to pursue it, because you see, God is preparing you to be yoked up with someone so that you guys can achieve a certain goal together. So if you don't have, don't know your purpose, don't even pray for marriage. Remove it from your 12 prayer request. Go, see, go to another level of fasting. Some of you may need to take dry three days dry fasting to trash it out with God. Why am I here on earth? Add to what we are doing. Why am I here? Discover it first. Otherwise, you will, you will make the bigger... Listen to me, Jacob. How many of you remember Jacob? Jacob is one of the major... In fact, if you remove Jacob's story from this Bible, there is really... I don't know if there is Bible. Because today, the nation of Israel, that is God's people, came from who? 
from Jacob when he fought with the angel. He wrestled with an angel. The angel asked him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. He said, from today, thou shalt no more be called Jacob, but what? Israel. For as a prince, thou hast what? Wrestled with God and you have prevailed. You have power with God and with man. And you have prevailed. Church, so now, look at many years. Another seven. Making how many years? Fourteen. Now, when Jacob died, he said, bury me beside Leah. Do you know why he said that? He was married, he married Rachel out of purpose. Because he wanted beauty, figure, breast, behind, beauty, hair. That's why he married Rachel. Now, look at this. When they were after, you know, you all know what happened. Can I repeat that? Anyway, he worked for, for 14 years. Laban was changing his wages every day. He said, you have swindled, you have changed my wages 10 times. Now, he said, this time I don't want wages. Uh, let's make a deal. Let all the striped uh, animals become spiced, uh, striped and speckled, become mine, and all the full-bodied animals become yours. The Bible says, he now got a vision, a revelation, and took a poplar tree, stripped it, made stripes around them, put it in the trough where the animals drink water. And when they came to drink water and mated, they gave birth to striped animals. That's how he stripped Laban of all his wealth. Say amen. Now, after he had been so blessed, he said, I want to go. Laban released me with Leah and Rachel. Guess what? When they had gone halfway in their journey, do you know that Laban discovered that one of his idols was missing? How many of you have read that story? One of his idols was what? Jacob's idol was, um, Laban's idol was missing. He now said, where is my idol? He began to pursue after Jacob. When he met up with him, Rachel, the one he labored for 14 years, has the idol. Meaning, church, how can you marry a man that you know serves God? This man has, you've seen miracles, how he stripped your father through revelation of all his wealth. And yet, you are hooked onto your father's idol to the point where you took it to follow a man of God. He married out, he married Rachel out of what? Find your purpose. I beg you, discover your purpose. Am I talking to somebody? I hope this makes sense to you, makes spiritual sense to you. I pray. Give me Matthew chapter 9 and verse 11. Matthew 9 and verse 11. If possible, give me this in the, in the message version. Give me, find message version. Give me message. Glory to God. All right, let me see. Is it where I'm going? Go to the next verse. Keep going. Ah, let me, Matthew 19, 19, sorry. 19 verse 11. Give me 19 verse 11, please. Not 9. 19 verse 11. I wanted where Jesus was talking about divorce. Alright, okay. Everybody write it down, look up. Read with me, one, two, go. 
And Jesus said, not everyone is mature to live what? Who said? Your creator. Not everyone is mature enough to live a married life. Not everyone. I know it's your 12 prayer request, but you are not. Not every, so if you are not married here, it's not because God doesn't want to give you a husband. Because not everyone is mature to what? To live a married life. It requires a certain aptitude and what? It takes grace to be married and stay married. It takes what? Grace. He said, marriage isn't for what? Are you reading with me? Marriage isn't for what? For everyone. Stop worrying yourself. Stop having sleepless nights. You can live a full-fledged, blessed, well-fulfilled life without marriage. He said, from bed, seemingly, never give marriage a thought. He said, not every, marriage isn't for everyone. Some, from, even from bed. He says, there are some of you from birth, marriage is not for you. You see why there is so many divorces? Because people are forcing in themselves into something they don't have what it takes to handle. He says, uh, others never ask or accepted. And some decide not to get married for kingdom reasons. But if you are capable of growing into largeness of marriage, what do you do? If you are what? Capable. If you are capable. Cap somebody say ability. You need to be, have the ability to be in marriage. Next verse. One day, children were brought to Jesus in hope that he would lay hands on them and pray. He says, the disciples showed, but Jesus intervened. Let the children, blah, 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 go to, okay, I think, go to the next verse. Let me see if it's where I'm looking for. Another day, a man stopped Jesus and, no, I think I needed just verse 11 and 12. Church, it is not for everyone. It's not for everyone. So, but, you see, church, and, and you know something about God is that he will show you the sign that, look, you are ready for it. You are prepared for it. You will know that you are ready. You will know. When, once God has prepared you, you will know that you are ready for it. I'm ready for this. So stop looking for something. Especially those who get divorced. The one tendency many divorced people want to do is they want to get back into another marriage fast. Don't try that. Don't. Please don't. Find out first the reason why this divorce happened. Many of them never ask God, why did this man leave me? Why did I leave this man? Why did things happen like this? If you don't ask him, you are going to go into another marriage and it will end up the same way. The same way. Don't be desperate. Purpose is important. Purpose. Today, Listen to me, church. And I'm not saying this thing because she's here. I'm not saying this to flatter her. 
I am telling you, this woman is the next level of house of treasures. Not even a joke at all. Everybody around, everybody who is close to us knows this. God saw where we are going. The thing she's bringing into the ministry, I would never have thought of. And believe me, believe me. Believe me. God is a purposeful being. I tell you, if things happen to you, they are for a reason. They are for a reason. Believe me. They are for a reason. I am now beginning to understand why God said this is the one to marry. I was not thinking of many of the things that, that, were, that are coming up today. I'm telling you, it's amazing. She is what I needed for my next level. In ministry and in life, it is this woman. I am not saying it because she's here. That is the gospel truth before God. I'm telling you. So, if you do this thing wrong, it will be a pain all your life. Do it right. Do it right. She can handle my temperament. She can. She's so calm. Once I start throwing tantrums, she's quiet. She's she just loves peace. Even when I want war. <laughs> you see, church, I'm a man of God. You know, because of where I am as a man of God, there are just certain times your spirit just gets, like you just, you don't feel like war. You feel like a fight. And she said, okay, listen, you know, I don't know why you are rioting. It is how I heard the riot. <laughs> she says, your pastor, imagine, he say your pastor is rioting. And she would just calm me down with one statement. That's it. What I needed. Not a woman, hey, hey, hey. No, no shout, no fight at all. Very calm marriage. I mean, calm. I, man, I'm telling you, church, listen, life can be sweet, oh. If you marry the right person, life can be sweet. Hmm. Me, I, I am here to talk to, I told you guys, I have been privileged to do this 22 years, and I'm, I'm now privileged to start it afresh. I can talk to both who, those who are old in marriage, and I can talk to those who are starting. So that you don't make the mistakes many have made. And end up where they are. Say amen, somebody. Are we together? You know, when it comes to marriage, I can keep you here till 12 midnight. Because I have too many things to download to you. Amen, somebody. Church, please discover your purpose. And when you do this, do it right. Make sure you are matured enough. Make sure you are ready. There's too much pressure in marriage today. To Listen. One of the statistics I saw is that in 1970, 1979, or, no, 72 or 71, in South Africa, the rate of divorce was 1 to 37. How many is it today? Just guess. One, just guess. It is one out of two. So that means 50% of everybody that gets married gets divorced in South Africa today. Do you want to join that? Somebody holler, God forbid. 
That's why I need to preach a message like this for the younger generation. For the younger generation. Don't go and marry a man because he's cute. He has Mercedes. He has square shoulder. He has money. Nonsense. Nonsense. Any man that show up now for Hannah, my daughter, sit down. Question him. Why, you, what, why did God bring you to the earth? If you can't answer that number one question, that is, eh, I don't care if Hannah might, I will beat the love out of her. Daddy, I love him. I will, I will beat that love out of you. My friend, this man does not know where he's going. And you cannot follow a man that is in park. You need somebody that is moving towards his destiny. Many of you are married to men who are in park. Their gear is where? In park. And that's why you are frustrated. Because you can see this guy is going nowhere. It's the reason for the frustration. So we are going to pray tonight. Let me stop here. If God gives me opportunity, I will continue for those in marriage. But today, I wanted to emphasize to those who are not married yet that you discover purpose. And that you understand not everybody is meant to be married. That scripture, I read it in the King James. It didn't explain things well. I went to check New Living Translation. I checked NIV. Then I checked Message. Message now brought out what I wanted. Not everybody. Not first, not everybody is matured for marriage. Say amen. Number two, not everybody is meant to be married. So you can't see somebody who's single and say, oh, I'm married, I'm better than them. Unamanga. You can be married for 50 years and you are still not fulfilled. Say amen. I've done too many. I have too many experiences. Too many. I counseled a couple that were 40. That time I was, I was, 30, I was 39. They were 38 years in marriage. A year. You know, I said to both of them, if you guys married a year earlier, you would have given birth to me. And I'm sitting down counseling these two people. That was the first time I almost walked a mama out of my office. Mama, grown mama. Almost, I think she's in her 70s. Or no, 60s. They were in their 60s because the man hasn't retired. He was a, one of the bus drivers. You know these double-decker buses? He was a bus driver. Sat down with them. What is the problem? This woman used one hour, about one hour, 15 minutes to tell me how bad the husband is. How terrible this man is. Then when she finished talking, I gave the man opportunity. The man spoke for one minute, she interrupted. I said, ma'am, mama, can you be quiet? He spoke for another two minutes, she interrupted. And then she, he the third time, I said, ma'am, if you will not keep quiet, then leave the office, let him talk to me. Then she was quiet. That man spoke for 15 minutes. You know what he said to me? This is the first time in 38 years I spoke before my wife for 15 minutes. And many of you women are like, your mouth. My friend, no. No, keep quiet. This man said to me, before God, I lie not. He said, this is the first time I spoke 15 minutes in front of my wife. Has never given the man opportunity. So what did he do? He switched off. He was in the marriage but was not there. Though you are in the world, you are not of the world. <laughs> 
That was the scripture for that man, I tell you. He switched off on her. So he comes home, eats, go to sleep, wake up like a dead robot. Like a robot. That's how he's acting in the marriage. And that was because his method of expression has been shut down. Men, women, I know you are emotional. We also have emotions. Allow your husband to express his emotions. When he's angry, when he's frustrated, when he's lost his job, when, he's, when things are bad for him, that's not the time to tell him how useless he is. Many women don't have common sense to deal with a man. Many. Many. You carry all your problem of your whole life and dump on one man. No, you have Jesus. Say amen. You have who? The husband, when he was marrying you, he didn't say, come on to me, all of you that are laboring and heavy laden. No, it's Jesus that said it. Don't carry your problem and put on one man. You have Jesus. Go to him. Can I hear an amen? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I'm being so hard, but this is the gospel truth. That's why there is pressure. Men are dying of hype. If you check today, do you know that right now in South Africa, there are many widows than widowers? They are, they are almost 50 times widows than widowers. Men are dying quick because of pressure. And mostly it's from women. Men are the only ones having stroke. I hardly see women with stroke. It is men, stroke, pressure, everyday pressure. Stroke, high blood pressure. Every, I mean, go to hospitals. When they say diagnosis, it's only men. There is a few women here and there. I am talking to you, married woman. Take care of that man. He's the only one you have. I'm not trying to say this because I'm a man. No. I have to talk to everybody. Amen. I know some of you, when I get on men's case, you're so excited. Now I'm talking about you. You, are, you don't want to even laugh. Look after that man. Take care of that man. Speak to him. Wake up in the morning, my king, my Lord. Sarah used to do this. That's why Abraham lived to 140 years. My Lord, what do you want? What can I serve you? I just made pap. If you want to eat, you will eat. If you don't want, then you can stay hungry. What kind of senseless animal are you? What is your challenge? No. Uh, who trained you? No. Call him at work. Hi, Spoo. Hi, babes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. When he hears that, Aya, Kabosh, everything in his body begins to rise. I tell you. Hello, B. Well, I'm just about to, you know, go home from work. What, what, what are you wishing for? Um, okay, um, let me think. Um, do you have ribs at home? Just make me ribs and, you know, hallelujah. Glory to God. I tell you, so we live long, I promise you. You can't have a wife like that and not live long. I'm telling you. And marriage, is, marriage is easy if you know how to work it. It's easy. All this tension, we need to stop. Many marriages are seeking for help today. Many. Because there is no sense. Men don't understand women. Understand your wife. Understand her. The one thing I, I, I did 
or I'm still trying to do is to understand my wife, how she functions, how she thinks, what makes her thick. I'm studying every day. I'm studying. I learn new things every day. I learn how she reasons, how she thinks. My, as this woman is, she doesn't think how much it costs. My wife can come to you and say, uh, we need this speaker. And they, they say the speaker is one billion. She doesn't, she, she like, she just, I, I think she looks at me. When she sees me, she sees APSA, NetBank, FMB. Like, she, she doesn't even think that I make money. Like, I, I have to receive money from somewhere. She just thinks I manufacture. That is, I wake up in the morning and I, I manufacture money. I say, baby, calm down. Calm down. Baby, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> you know, she said to me, you know, my husband, my dad was a rich man, so everything he provided for me. And now I understand why she is the way she is. Her father provided for her. So it's now my duty to make sure that I take care of her. Say amen. Are we together? So church, these things are all wisdom. You study each other. Study each other. I am a meticulous, extremely meticulous. As in, don't keep bottle just here. I will fight with you. I'm not joking. Oh. Some of you that were in love with me, I feel sorry for you. If you married me, you would have run. One week is over. Believe me, extremely. I'm talking, you keep handkerchief here, you uh, man, I will fight. I just come inside the house, problem. I start. One day she said to me, baby, take it easy on Hannah. Hannah is still young, he's still, you know. I said, no, I'm preparing her for marriage. Straight. I said, I'm preparing her for marriage. Because, you see, somebody like Hannah, guess what? Many times she, she's going to fall in love with somebody that has my character. Most likely, that will be driven crazy when you don't make bed. If I come back, bed is not made. Ah, no. <laughs> I mean, all throughout the time I was single, there was not a day I left my room without making my bed. At this age. And then is now I marry a woman that can't make bed. We have problem now. Endless problem. Endless. Amen, somebody. So church... These things are just wisdom, wisdom nuggets. That's why today I just wanted to talk to us so that we can have sense, study each other. Those of you who are in marriage, listen, and there is still tension in your marriage, is because you both are not ready. I don't care how old you can be married for 20 years and you both are not ready for your marriage. So that means now that you have heard this message, husband, how do we get ourselves prepared for each other? Because something is definitely wrong. We can't have all this fight every day. No, something is wrong. I should have understood you. I should have known you. There are certain things, I mean, by the time I was 21 years married, there are certain things I know that my late wife was going to do. It, it didn't, it was not a shock. There are some things now that if she does, I won't be surprised. Because I'm already studying the trend. I'm already trying to know, okay, this is how she is. This is how she thinks. This is her pattern. This is, you know, I'm studying all those things. 
just to understand so that there are no more pressure in our marriage. Say amen. Do all these things. Study one another. God is not holding a man or a woman from you. It is because you are not matured enough to handle it. And that's the truth. Anything you don't have capacity for, God will never give you. If you get it by force, the thing will leave you. And that's why many of you are divorced today. It's not because you are a bad person. It's not because the man hates you. It's not because the man likes Sibongile more than you. No, you were not prepared. Both of you were not ready. Even if you are 15 years married, you are not ready. Marriage is so important to God. Let me tell you, the Bible says that the marriage bed should be, is, should be kept honorable and what? And the, the say marriage is honorable unto all and bed undefined. Look for it in Hebrew, the book of Hebrews. It says marriage is honorable unto all things and the bed what? Undefiled. Now, church, the word honorable there, the word honorable, when the Bible says marriage is honorable unto all, that word honor in the Greek word is investment. It's a marriage is, a, is God's investment. So that's why God values marriage. Do you know that marriage is an expression of how our relationship with Jesus. When he was talking about marriage in Ephesians chapter 5, he says, husbands, love your wife as Christ did what? Love the church and was able to die for her. And he said to the woman, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let every woman submit to who? To her own husband. So if you are entering marriage and not understanding submission, you are not ready. That's why those of you who are struggling to submit to my leadership, God will not give you a husband. God is what? Am I talking to somebody? Is it because God is using how you are serving in this church to train you for marriage? And that's why if you are not serving God in any area or in this church, you are not prepared. You are not. Because marriage literally is service. It's service. And God so much has investment in marriage that he puts it this way in relation to the church. He said, if you cannot lead your home, where is that? 2 Timothy 3, 15, somewhere. He said, if you cannot lead your home, you are not allowed to lead what? The house of God. He said, if you cannot find, how many scriptures have I asked for now? He said, therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let everyone leave this one. Find Timothy. Second Timothy or First Timothy 3, 15, somewhere around there. Find it quickly. Find it, find it. Help me. Help me. No, it's not here. Go to Second Timothy, let's see. Oh, wait, wait, wait. If I tarry long, that blah, 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 blah. And no, 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 it's not here. Go to next, Second Timothy. Let me see. Just switch to Second Timothy. No, it's not. Oh, somebody find that scripture for me, man. Let me look at Timothy. Is it second? Is it five? Where it says, if you cannot provide for your own. Huh? No, no, no. It's not that one I'm looking for. Hold on a second. Uh, three, five. Sec did I say, I didn't I say five? 
I said 15, right? Okay, five. Three, five. Three, five. First Timothy three, five. Please, sir. First Timothy three, five. And I will close with this scripture. First Timothy three, five. Please give it to us, sir. All right. Everybody write it down. Look up. It says, if a man know not how to rule where, he says, how shall he do what? Take care of the church of God. So God puts it this way. That's why when a pastor divorces and he's still on the pulpit, I don't understand that kind of pastor. He should sit down for a while. Say amen. If you can't rule your house, how can you rule the house of... God say, listen, if you could not control a house, how can you control God's people? Your own house. Amen. That's how God respects marriage. And you must not get into it unprepared. Please, I beg you. Don't get into it unprepared. I know you think you are ready. I know. Listen. Get, make sure you are. And when you are prepared, there is a knowing. There is a knowing. I knew I was, get, I was ready to remarry. Look at all the hoo-ha. He married before one year. He married before this. He, 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 he knew her before one stupid boy, Solomon, said, I have made her pregnant when mommy was alive. Is she pregnant today? Hello? Solomon put on social media that I made her pregnant before my late wife died. <laughs> I mean, just imagine nonsense. Are we together? All those noise. But look, inside of me, I knew I was ready. The day God showed me, I knew I was ready. Because if God knew I was not ready to marry, he wouldn't, show, he wouldn't tell me this is the woman. He would have waited until I'm ready. Church, be ready. Be prepared. Serve your way. The honor you show today to me as your father, it's important even in your marriage as God prepares you. The way you serve in this house with your heart. Because let me tell you, you're going to enter into a marriage where all things are not pleasing to you but you still commanded to serve that man. Apostle, the reason why I'm not serving so well in the church is because you have not made me feel nice. I'm not here to make you feel nice. That's not my job. Any pastor that makes you feel nice is not your father. He's a hireling. I'm not here to make you, I will rebuke you. I will rebuke you, I will teach you the word, I will correct you. I will sit you down, I may suspend you. And you must take it and sit down. Take it, sit down till your suspension is over. Because that's how God is channeling your life to a great destiny. Are we ready to pray? I want us to pray. Two prayers. Number one is for all the singles. And we're all going to pray. Every single man, every single woman in this church. Heavenly Father, place your hand upon them. Place your grace upon them. Keep them, oh God. Sustain them. They will not mess up. They will not get desperate and run into the hands of wrong people, wrong men and women. Many have gotten desperate. One of my daughters who used to be an usher in this church, today if you see her, color faded, everything, no glory, nothing. She went and met one unbeliever that she brought to my office. After they left, I called her back. I said, daughter, this guy is not saved. She insisted. 
went with the guy. They've broken up. Life is a mess. I saw my daughter in Builder's Warehouse on the queue as I was about to pay for things. I saw my daughter. When she called me daddy, I was so ashamed to even accept her as, as a daughter. I was so ashamed. The way she was dressed. Everywhere open. You know those dresses that here is open, here is open. Skirt, here. Abba. It was this my daughter who used to serve God in this house. Every glory faded. You will not be an Ichabod. I declare over your life, you will not be an Ichabod. We are going to pray. Father, give grace to our single people. Give them grace. Are you ready to pray that prayer? Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, for every single man, every single woman on the house of treasures, we pray for a release of your grace over their lives. Grace that will keep them. Keep them right before God. Living holy before God. And grace to make the right choices. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Let's pray that prayer. Masha. Somebody pray that prayer like you are serious. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, grace upon our, our singles. Oh God, grace, 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 grace upon the single women, single men, single brothers, single sisters. Father, grace upon their lives. Lord, they will not go astray. None of them will be desperate and go into the wrong relationship. In the name of Jesus, release your grace. Release your grace tonight. Oh God, grace to stay and serve God. Grace to abide in the sheepfold. In the name of Jesus Christ, there shall be no one taken out, blocked out by desperation. Mayala brande geberia rabadosa mande korama shanda bragada yana mande geberia rabados somebody pray Father, every single man, every single woman, oh God Almighty in this house, Lord, I pray for your grace, special grace upon their lives, oh God. Special grace, oh God, to abide even as Paul, to abide, oh God, and not sin against you, Father. To abide and not make mistakes, to abide and not make the wrong choices. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we rebuke every desperate spirit, every spirit of desperation that has made them, made people give up and made people go join to the wrong man, the wrong woman. Father, we rebuke that spirit. We rebuke the spirit of desperation in the name of Jesus. We rebuke a hurrying spirit, a spirit that wants to make them, oh God, make their own choices out of the will of God. We bind that evil spirit. We bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. We release grace upon every single man, every single woman on the house of treasures. My Father, grace upon grace, grace upon grace, grace upon grace, that they will abide serving the Lord. For the Bible says, He that is unmarried, careth for the things of the Lord. 
Father, let them begin to care for the things of the Lord and not the things of this world. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. I want us to pray for every married couple that every pressure be lifted. There's too many people. I'm telling you, marriage can be hell. Please, I beg you, marriage can be what? Hell. I have done too many counseling. I've seen too many divorces for me to not leave you and talk to you. I'm telling you, I've seen many trouble in marriages. Many, many troubles in marriages. Marriage, people that come to me and their case is hopeless. Hopeless. Too many. Pain in marriage. All kinds of pain. I've seen people cry. Married people cry in my office. I've seen men cry. Men, I'm not talking. You know, it's, it's another thing for a woman to cry. But when a man cries, there is challenge. Major one. A man will weep in my office because of his marriage. Daddy, I can't take this anymore. I can't. This is just too much for me. Amen. We are going to pray. Father, every pressure in any marriage, let it be lifted tonight. Bring peace to every home. Bring calmness to every home. Give wisdom to my husbands and wives. Are you ready to pray that prayer? Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for every married couple on the House of Treasures Ministries. Father, and every married couple connected to this ministry, we pray, oh God, that your mighty hand be released and let every pressure, every pressure on every marriage, let it be lifted tonight. We bind every pressure. We declare to every marriage, peace be sealed in the name of Jesus. Give them wisdom, oh God. Grant wisdom, grant wisdom to every married couple in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray. My God, my God, we pray for every married couple. We pray for every marriage in this ministry, represented in this ministry. Father, we pray for every marriage connected to this ministry. And we pray that let all pressure be lifted. Let the hand of the wicked be broken. Let the hand of Satan be broken off every marriage. In the name of Jesus, we pray for peace. We pray for peace. We pray for peace. We declare every stormy marriage, peace be still. In the name of Jesus, we release the peace of God that passeth all understanding and in the name of Jesus I pray for wisdom wisdom upon every man every woman wisdom oh God wisdom in the name of Yeshua my God wisdom upon every husband every wife oh God wisdom to live a peaceful married life let it be released upon every couple my God starting from myself oh God to every man every woman that is married in this church Lord I pray that you grant us wisdom to live in our married lives in the name of Jesus Christ Father 
Rado sigalote predia velamande ambre de que shambara dayada brande gedes masokoto le predia le bregaros ne barode ke predia velembregaros adabayadaba. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. Lastly, let's add our children. I want us to pray for our children. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for our youth. We pray for our Sunday school children. We pray for every child in this church and everyone in the youth, every teenager. Lord, we pray. Let your hand release upon them. Let your hand come strong upon them. Father, set them on fire for Jesus. Every child that the enemy has taken hold of, we rebuke the devil. We command you, Satan, take your hands off our children. In the name of Jesus, we bind stubbornness. We bind rebellion. We bind every disobedient child. We bind disobedience. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth and begin to pray. My Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for every child, every child in the Sunday school. We pray for every youth, oh God. We declare the hand of God released upon them. Father, set them on fire for Jesus. Set them on fire for Jesus. Oh God of heaven, let the hand of the wicked be broken off every child that is a problem to their parents. Every child that is rebelling against their parents. Every child that is a concern to their parents. Satan, I address you in the name of the Lord. Take your hands off these children. Take your hands off every child in house of treasures. Take your hands off our youth in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, oh God Almighty, that you keep them in your love. Keep them, oh God, with your right arm of righteousness your right hand of righteousness. Keep our children, keep our youth, oh God. They will not go astray. Father, this unwanted pregnancies will never happen in this church. Our children will not go out of your way. Lord, to begin to live in sin sexually, in the name of Jesus, let the purity that they have today, let it be kept in the name of Jesus. We pray for purity for our children. Oh God, let your hand be released. They will not give in to peer pressure. In the name of Jesus. My father, oh God, we cry out for our children. We cry out for our children. Lord, keep them, oh God. Keep them, oh God. Keep them, Father. Only you can keep our children with the pressure of social media, with the pressure of their peers in school. My father, to drink, to smoke, to party, to sleep around. Father, keep our children from those pressure. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Lift up your hands and give God thanks. Give him thanks. Father, we thank you. We honor you, Father. We give you the glory and the praise. Thank you for answering our prayers. Thank you for teaching us tonight. Thank you, Abba. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, we pray. And the church say, Amen. Are you blessed? Put your hands together for the Lord.